0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Bible said in Mark chapter 8, verse 34, And when he called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm interested tonight in verse 34. And don't you notice again in verse 34 what it says. How when he called the people unto him with his disciples also, he saith unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. That's not easy to do. Are y'all with me? That's not easy to do. The truth of the matter is we like ourselves pretty good. Uh, yeah. Let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me also don't turn but Luke chapter number 9 Luke chapter 9 verse 23 he saith unto them all if any man come after me let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me I want to preach tonight on this song reasons why I can't lay down the cross reasons why I can't lay down the cross. Again, he says in this verse here that were to follow him, take up the cross, and follow him this evening. There's three things suggested in this text by way of introduction. First of all, tonight, I see the choice here that is considered tonight. He said, if any man come after me, that is a choice that needs to be considered tonight. If any man come after me, have a choice that's to be considered tonight. If any man come after me. notice say this tonight. You do have a choice. Yeah. You can follow him or not follow him. You can say yes or you can say no. Yeah. And again I keep re- having reference to the Sunday school lesson this morning. God give you a choice. Uh, God give me a choice. And he said if any man come after me. The choice is considered this evening. If any man come after me. And I'll just say this tonight. I'm glad fifty-one years ago uh, that God worked in my heart and God turned me around and I started following the Lord Jesus Christ. Have uh, this uh, this uh, text here tonight. I suggest first of all, there's a choice to be made. Number two, this text tonight can, uh, also suggests. Uh, uh, it says to you and I, there's a cross to be carried. He said, "If any men come after me, I let him take up his cross." Have followed me. There's a cross to be carried this evening. Now, just say this about cross bearing tonight that's not an easy thing. When you buy the cross for the Lord Jesus tonight, uh, that is not an easy thing this evening. Uh, matter of fact, if you study this evening, uh, you'll find that we ought to do that. What a joy to buy the cross for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I say what a joy this evening had to be able to bow the cross for the Lord Jesus tonight. I think about this verse quite often. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth me. That means hold me. That means keep me. For the love of Christ constraineth us because if we just judge that if one died for all how then we're all dead. When I think about what he did when I think about how he died, when I think about what he did at Calvary, uh, that does something to do with me tonight. Wow. do say this to you tonight. Uh, the cross to be carried tonight. What a joy to bow the cross for the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. And, and again, listen to me. Cross bearing is not easy. Uh, it goes against the grain, it goes against the flesh tonight. And uh, it will not be easy. In these verses tonight, you see the test for discipleship. If you're going to be my disciple, take up your cross daily and follow me. And again, I'll just say this to you tonight. Bearing the cross means reaching the world. Bearing the cross tonight means how witness to those that's not saved. Bearing the cross tonight means I'm telling the story on a daily basis. i bearing the cross tonight means I'm witnessing to those. That's hard to witness to. I, and can I just say this tonight? I'm trying to evangelize Shenandoah Trail. I live on Shenandoah Trail. There's 27 people in our development and uh, I tried to evangelize that place and I'll tell you something it's not always easy to bow the cross right where you live tonight but I'll say listen to me hey there's a cross to bow tonight not only a choice to be considered how about there's a cross to be carried tonight in your community, at your home, hey, at your workplace tonight, thank God. Hey, tell the story, bear the cross, tell the story. But then notice something else. There's not only the choice that must be made here, how we look at in this text, how the choice that must be considered, the cross that must be born. but listen to this tonight, there's a cost that's gotta be calculated. If any man come after me, here's the cost. Let him deny himself. Now, i say this again tonight. I like me pretty good. I can't help it. I like me. And uh, I see people do certain things. Let, let me illustrate this way. I've got a wonderful friend. He's been in this church many times. He's not a member here. But he comes here visits sometimes. He loves to go deep sea fishing. But he leaves before daylight. And he comes back after dark. I like myself better than that. <laughs> Have you ever go 13 hours didn't go to the bathroom? <laughs> uh, are you hearing me? Hey, listen to me now. I, I like myself better than that. Now, I like to go fishing. Don't misunderstand me. But uh, 12 hours in the ocean? <laughs> are you hearing me? Hey, that, deny yourself, listen to me. There's a cost. That must be calculated tonight. If he did come after me, believe, let him deny himself. And listen to me now. When you deny yourself, it means this. Sometimes it means denying your family. Sometimes it means denying your friends. Sometimes it means denying finances. And again, listen to me. Sometimes it means forgetting yourself. And that's really what it's all about tonight. Uh, forgetting ourselves. If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Hear me tonight. That's what God wants one of us to do tonight. Uh, and, and, and to follow him tonight. And I'll just say this tonight what a joy. Hallelujah. What a joy. I say, what a joy to be able to buy the cross for the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, to think about what he did for me. How can I but buy the cross for him? And again, listen to me. They said, God wants you and to do that. Somebody said, well, preacher, if I buy the cross, what does it mean? Well, here's what it means. Number one, satisfaction. Knowing you've done the right thing. does that give you satisfaction? Knowing that you've done the right thing, it means Satisfaction. Number two, it means peace in your heart. Number three, it means joy in your soul. How, number three, two, three, it means contempt from God. But number four, it means persecution from the world. How, but I'll just say this to you tonight. Oh, what a joy. What a, what a joy to buy that cross tonight. Right. Paul, and by the way, you'll be persecuted. Thou be those that will laugh at you. There'll be those that will make fun of you. Thou be those, are you hearing that? I think about Brother Jerry about that guy saved a year or two ago, and I know some of the crowd he played golf with. And Jim, I'm not talking about Jim, but I I, I know pro Jim. What's got in me? Not I like him, but uh, I, I know some of them, and and I know I know how that is. How? But you know what? How dare he after he got saved? No more tops. No more. Are y'all hearing me preach? And and that crowd will laugh at you. Oh, oh, Dan Beck is in heaven. Dan Beck was one of my dear friends that owned Dan Beck Ford in Yakinville. He owned several Ford dealerships at one time. How Dan Beck came to Northwood and Dan got saved by the grace of God. He and I was playing golf one day. I quit playing now. I don't play no more. I quit mowing while I play. So anyhow, I quit. But anyhow, we playing golf one day and it was hot. And we are pull up under some trees. He said, Preacher, I, I want to reach back here in the cooler and get us a cold mountain dew. And it, it, no, when there's a Diet Dr. Pepper, that's what he liked, Diet Dr. Pepper. And he reached back in the cooler and got us a dot, Dr. Pepper. He said, Preacher, you know what? I used to pull under this same tree and reach back in the same cooler. And i bring out, I wouldn't bring out a dot, Mountain Dew or a dot, Dr. Pepper. You know what he bring out? I ain't going there, but listen to me. Hey, they'll laugh at you hey, they'll make fun of you they'll say you're crazy are you listening but I will say to you tonight there is a cost to be calculated if any man come out through your and deny himself there's a cost involved but I'll say thank God it's worth it i say thank God it's worth it tonight now, now I want to give you two or three things tonight the Bible said again in verse 34 if any man by the way get that introduction that's a good outline I just wrote it down There's a choice that must be considered. There's a cross that must be carried. There's a cost that must be calculated. And again, I'll just say this to you now. What a joy. You know what? It really don't bother me too much anymore. People laugh at me and used to bother me. People make fun of me and that used to bother me. But you know what? It don't bother me too much no more. For the preaching of the cross is to them perish foolishness. They don't understand it, but you're not ashamed. We understand it. Thank God it's the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Let me get two, three things out of this and I'll be done. Number one, I want to say in the title of the message is not as simply this, reasons why I can't lay down the cross. And let me just say this one more time before I get to my thought. What a joy to bear the cross. What, what a joy. Now, that don't have to do with you your salvation. You're not bearing the cross to be saved. You're bearing the cross because you are saved. Uh, you're not bearing the cross paid pray for your salvation. That's already been took care of on the cross. But you're bearing the cross, thank God, and the reproach that comes with it because you love him tonight. Reason why I can't lay down the cross. Number one, i say I can't lay down the cross tonight, first of all, because what it did for me. You say, what did it do? Oh, boy. Uh, you say, what did it do? I say, oh, boy. Hey, as a result of the cross, I, and as a result of what happened on the cross, I got something I couldn't get nowhere else. You say, what did it do for you? I'm saved, 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 amen. amen. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Anybody hear what I said? Amen. I'm saved. Amen. I'm going to heaven. I'm never going to hell. Amen. That awful place I preached about this morning, not one second will my fingernails feel the flames of hell. Not one second, what within my heart, be hell. I'm saved, thank God. And I tell you why I can't lay it down. It's because of what it did for me. All oh, as a result of Calvary, I'm saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. It's good to be saved. Yeah. Save. I like that word. S A V E D, I like that word. Uh, it means to be saved. By the way, that word means to be rescued from danger. And it carries the meaning of being rescued from a burning fire. And uh, I'm not talking about a house fire either. I'm talking about the pit, man. Oh, listen, to that. I, can't, I bear the cross and I can't lay her down because what it did for me. I had a list that's longer than I can stretch of things that was against me. Before I got saved, all them sins I committed, all those eighteen years of living in wicked, vile sins, and to think about tonight that through the cross of Calvary, it's gone. I've been set free. <laughs> I've been set free. John eight thirty six. If the Son, therefore, I shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. They're gone. They're gone, thank God. You know why I can't lay down the cross? Simply because what he did for me. Oh, I got saved, thank God. My sins are gone tonight. I thought about this when I said in this week. You know this, but Job chapter 14 verse 17 says our sins have been sealed up in a bag. Think about that. They're sealed up in a bag. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, our sins as far as the east is from the west. But Isaiah 38, verse 17 says, our sins are behind his back. I thought it was interesting, brother Sam, when I looked that up this week. Come here, brother Robert. Just face that way. Put your hand where my finger is. Put your hand where my finger is. I don't know where your finger is. Do you put your hand where my finger is? Do you, do you know what that word means in Isaiah 38, 17? Our sins are behind his back. I about had a spell when I looked the Greek uh, Hebrew word up. The Hebrew word is the middle of your back. You can't touch it. <laughs> where my sins are. Now that's the Old Testament. They're behind his back. One writer said it was his shoulder blade, touch his shoulder blade. It's right here, brother. I, thank you, brother. That's pretty good stuff. I, I'm talking about, listen why I can't lay down the cross. I can't lay it down because what he did for me. My sins are behind his back. My sins are as far as he says from the west. My sin then shell up in a bank. But wait a minute. Every bit of that's Old Testament economy. When you come over in the New Testament, Paul said in Hebrews 10, 17, and their sins and their iniquities I'll remember no more. I also, John said this: Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away is gone. They're not behind his back. They're not sealed up in a bag. Somebody hold my mute while I shout. Uh, they're, not, they're not behind his back. They're not sealed up in a bag. Hey, they're not as far as he is from the way. They ain't none. They're gone. Thank God. I, I will tell you, that's an amazing thing to me tonight. How, they, how about they're not atoned for? It. That word atoned is an Old Testament word, and it means to be covered. Those sins was covered on the day of atonement. Uh, Exodus chapter 12 how uh, those sins was covered when they put the blood over the doorpost but my sins ain't atoned for my sins are not covered you know where they're at no you don't and God don't either hey. <laughs> come here a minute I, I went back to Ronda everybody ought to go to Ronda I went back to Ronda where I was raised the other week uh, my sister was buried there. She's buried just two plots down where I'm going to be planted. You don't bury save say, people. You plant them. And uh, I don't like going back there. I don't like going back to Ronda. I, I mean, I get lost in all them lots and one-way streets. and all, I, I get lost in that big city. Yeah. That's not why I don't like going back. I don't like going back because when I go back, the Booker man will bring up my past. God don't bring it up. I say, I say, God, <laughs> I say God don't bring it up. But the Booker man will bring up my past. And he'll stir them old memories in my mind if I let him. I, I'll tell you something tonight. I, I hear me tonight. i tell you why I can't lay down the cross. Man, it's because what he did for me. Hallelujah. My sins are gone, thank God. Oh, the songwriter said, so long. I searched for life's meeting. Enslaved by the world and begrieve. Then the door of my prison was opened by love. For my ransom was paid. I was set free. I'm as free as a bird. Amen. Hey, man. Are y'all hearing me preach tonight? I'll tell you, to never be brought up again. My sins are gone, thank God. In the sight of God, they shall never be brought up again. Mm. For 18 years, I looked and I searched for happiness and peace and contentment. And 14 of those 18 years, I was in church. But when I got about 15 years old, I had all that stuff I wanted. And I went to the other side of the fence. And I will tell you, I tried a lot of things, and I'm not going into that tonight. But I will tell you, till one Thursday night, on the 22nd day of October, 1970, between 9, (laughs) hey, between 9.30 and a quarter to 10, something happened that night. Oh, it was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, thank God. My sins are gone this evening. I say, I can't lay it down because of what it did for me. But then I want to say number two quickly tonight. I can't lay down the cross tonight. A few men come after me. Let him take up his cross and follow me daily. I would say I can't lay it down tonight, not only because of what it did for me, but I would say I can't lay it down because of what it left in me. <laughs> there, there's something in me that wasn't in there before I got saved. Uh, I, 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 uh, and I know we'll get over this first. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. The day you got saved, listen to me, he left something in you. You didn't have it before you got saved. I asked Fred the other night, and he won't mind me saying this, a month or two ago when we had a revival. I asked asked Fred, now Brother Fred, but I asked Fred, Back there, he said he made a profession. And boy, he had sweat balls coming out on his head as big as my end of my little finger. He was sweating, man. And uh, I said, Fred, don't ask your question. He said, I made a profession. I don't think I'm saved, though. I said, well, let me ask you just one question. He said, what's that? I said, can you do anything you want to do and it not bother you? He said, I can do anything I want to do and he named some stuff, and he said, it don't bother me a bit. I said, I know what you need. Because when I got saved, hello, Tokyo. When I got saved, you know what happened? He put a new song in my heart. He put a new start in my soul. Thank God he put new strength in my being. Oh, hear me tonight. I can't lay or down because what he left in me. Today I went back. Today I went back. To the old place where I used to go, today I saw the old crowd I saw before. When they asked me what had happened, I tried to tell them. Thanks to Calvary, I don't come here anymore. You know what happened when I got saved? He put a brand new nature in me. I, I said, <laughs> "He'll change your nature when you get saved. You uh, you take a pig." or a hog, or a show. What other name? And you know what you can do? Brother Sam. you can clean them up, give them a bath, put a red ribbon around their neck, Brother Randy, put some all-night Alabama perfume on them. (laughs) Are y'all hearing me? And turn that pig loose. It won't be long he'll find the biggest, dirtiest mud hole in the county and walk right straight in it, Brother Jim, and lay down and waller in it. Do y'all know why he does that? Because he's a pig. His nature's not been changed. You ever seen a dog eat his own vomit? Well, that's a wonderful illustration, isn't it? I ain't had no supper, but listen to me. You know why they do it? That's their nature. You know why a hog does what it do? Hey, do that because it's their nature. You know why you cuss before you got saved? That was your nature. You know how you, why you run around before you got saved? That was your nature. If you committed adultery before you got saved, you know why you did that? You did that because that's your nature. If you drank blood Dumber before you got saved, hey, that's your nature. But when you get saved, hallelujah, praise God. It's too real not to be real. I'm telling you, it's just, oh, I'm telling you that I can't lay down the cross because of what it left in me. It left a new desire, a new nature, thank God. It's just not normal. What's your name, Bertha? (laughs) What's your name? Haley. Haley. You're a pretty girl, what's your name? You sure are pretty. Are you married? <laughs> What's your name? Haley. It says, "Not natural. It's not normal for you to get up every morning and read your Bible. Your flesh don't say do that. It's not normal. You're write my outline down. You sell it, don't, don't, don't forget me if you sell it. <laughs> It's not normal. That's not normal. Normal things get up and watch Hawaiian 5 0 <laughs> don't pray and don't read your Bible. It's not normal. That book's against your flesh. Y'all, I got a new nature, I got a new desire. <laughs> Who is that in me? Every day it says, while you're gomming around, turn your phone on. I'm not talking about Facebook either. There's another book in that phone. It's the KJV. My son-in-law read the Bible through in seven days of the week. Wasn't it seven? Huh? Oh, boy, was I wrong, 30 then. He ain't as good a fellow as I thought he was. But anyhow. <laughs> and, uh, that's not normal. But let me ask you a question. What is it in us that tells us now to do right? Read your Bible. Go to church. You better come to church. You'll be deceived if you don't. The pastor. <laughs> Are you hearing me? i tell you what it is. It's that new nature in you. You know why I can't lay down the cross? I can't lay down the cross simply because what it did for me. But I can't lay down the cross tonight because what it left in me. All oh, my soul, I'm telling you this evening, it will change your life. It will change you completely. We're no, longer, we're no longer the temple of Satan, but now we're the temple of God. And I want to say to you, thank God. Hey, I follow him. I walk after him. Look at verse 34. And when he calleth the people unto him with his disciples also, he saith unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Notice the word father. Come here, Brother Robert. That word father... Just walk. That word father don't mean this. Look it up when you get home. It don't mean that, Brother Jim. But that word... Turn around, Mr. Flesh. But that word father... Side by side. I should have got my wife up here. I don't feel just right doing this. (laughs) Uh, It means... Side by side. It carries the meaning of, it carries the meaning, we're both happily married, it carries the meaning, it carries the meaning, listen to this, it carries the meaning of companionship. And, and I want to say to you, when you got saved, that companionship alongside, not just falling behind, but hand, in mean hand, side by side, hallelujah. Hey, boy, it's good to be saved. I enjoy living for God outside of the building because it's a companionship. I'm not following behind him. We're locked up together. And side by side, praise God. It speaks of companionship. I say I can't lay down the cross because what it did for me. I can't lay down the cross because what it left in me. But then I want to say this tonight. He may come out to me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. I can't lay down the cross tonight because what's around me. You say, what's around you? Paul said, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, the judgment of God, we persuade men. You know what's around me? Sinners going to hell every day. And uh, boy, I got blessed the other day. My wife, I don't even think, knows this. I got blessed the other day. One of my neighbors, I live where I live now, three years and two, Three months and uh, I'm one of the last houses that got built in that area. I'm in the development, but I'm not in the development. They got a quarter acre land, half acre land, three quarters acre land. I got five acres land. I now have a good racket, and they don't even know it. But here's what, start, here's what I started to say. One of my neighbors down at the end of the road, I don't know if I told you this or not, at the end of the road, our power went off, and Duke Power was over working on the power, And I was sitting there and I was talking to the guys working on the power and just shooting the breeze, having a good time. And my neighbor Tim, the road that I'm talking about, he's he's different. He's a good guy, but he's different. You ever met anybody who couldn't read? I've never met too many I can't read, but he's one of them. And uh, the guys working on the power line, they said, we found the trouble. There's a cable burnt between here and the next transformer. And so they all take off to the next transformer and I'm standing out with my neighbor and my neighbor looks at me, shocked me out of my shoes with a tear in his eye and said, preacher, would you have a word of prayer with me? Shock me. And I, I think there are probably some problems going on there. And I said, you better believe I'll pray. Did I tell you that? You better believe I'll pray with you. You know why I can't lay down the cross? Had I been shooting the breeze and telling dirty jokes and going along, cruising along, and just carousing along with the crowd, dirty jokes are sin. Dirty minds, there's something wrong if your mind's there. I meet preachers that's got dirty minds. They ain't going to feel my ear full of garbage. I own my ears. I say what goes in them. And I, are you hearing me? But had I been shooting the breeze with the normal crowd, telling the dirty jokes and gambling on the ball games, you think he would ask me to pray for him? You want me to tell you why I can't lay down the cross? It's because what's around me. You say, what's around you? It's a world going to hell without God. And I won't tell you, are the only light they'll ever see. You're the only Bible they will ever read. You're the only witness they'll ever witness ever witness to them. Hey, listen, I can't let her down. I sent them call what's around me this evening. When I was a missionary out west, I would come back here and I'd present the work in this area on the east coast. And I talk about church after church out west that had shut the doors. And I had pictures after pictures after pictures of Baptist churches out west that had shut the doors and went out of business. And I also had pictures of town after town that didn't have a fundamental church in them. But you know what's happening in 2021? In 2021, less than 30 minutes, 40 minutes from my house, there was an independent church the other day, Baptist church, shut the doors, put a note on the front door, and said we're no longer having church. That was happening out west 20 years ago. Now it's happening right here. You know why I can't lay down the cross? Because churches are growing cold. Because uh, sinners are going to hell. Oh, hear me tonight. There's ever been a time y'all to shoulder up to the cross and stay in our fr- I'm preaching good. Y'all listen to me. I'm telling you this here. We can't lay our tail of a call. What's oh, around us tonight? Churches and church members growing cold. Last Saturday night, I was preaching in South Carolina I uh, very seldom preach on Saturday night. This particular meeting, I preach on Friday night, Saturday night, two times, Sunday morning, Sunday night. That's five services. And I was preaching this this meeting last week. And this preacher that had been preaching 51 years come here to me preach Saturday night. And uh, I never met him. And he came to hear me preach, good old men of God. After the service, we sent it out in the vest of you, And I said, preacher, I want to ask you a question. And those 51 years of preaching, I ain't far from that myself, but those 51 years of preaching, I said, what is the biggest change that you've seen in those 51 years? Without any hesitation at all, look straight at me and here's what he said. The apathy among God's people. And number two, compromising preachers. And did you know, hear me tonight? That's why I can't lay down the cross, man churches are growing cold churches are shutting their doors sinners are going to hell if there's ever been a time y'all to shoulder up to the cross it will all be right now and by the way I want to say this real quick tonight I don't understand somebody help me with this I do not understand how that folk can be so indifferent on God and church and nothing ever happened I don't understand that I can have a wrong thought. And son, it's like a stack of dynamite went off in my heart. I don't understand that. Years ago, I shouldn't tell this. Years ago when I pastored the Grace Baptist Church and Wendy Gap, by the way, I was there two weeks ago. Church is 42 years old. Preached revival two weeks ago. Absolutely had a tired out. Had a good meeting. Preached five services out of the book of Ruth. But here's what I started saying. We was building that building, started that church, and the whole beer joint building, and was building that building. I was give out. This is 1979. I was give out. And we had visitation every week. When went saw in and every week, we knocked on doors every Thursday night and Saturday. We'd been working on that building. And all of us was tired and give out. And I told the men on Thursday night, we was getting ready to have visitation. I said, fellas, I'll tell you what let's do tonight. You're tired, and I'm tired, and we're all give out. We need a little rest time. I'm ashamed to tell y'all this. I said, uh, let's go fishing tonight. Let's go fishing. Seemed like I read that somewhere in the Bible. And and so, Brother Ken Price, which was my assistant that followed me there, Brother Ken Trivet. I pastor for years in Chattanooga. He's out west missionary now. Brother Ken treated There was five of us, five or six of us, in a little 14-foot John boat. And half of that bunch of Hebrews couldn't even swim. <laughs> We're floating down the Yakin River. I knew I shouldn't have them. I knew I shouldn't have done. I should have been knocking on doors. We're going down the mighty Yakin. And there's a place, and I can take you there right now. It's called the Big Rock. We put in up toward Rawan River and floated down to Ronda Fishing. It's called the Big Rock. The Big Rock, the shallowest place, and the Big Rock is 20 foot deep. Now, I'd swim. I was, I was, uh, three days after I was born. They threw me on the Yakin River. That's why I brought up. <laughs> so we're coming down through there. I'm talking about indifference. I'm talking about people just indifferent, nothing ever happens. We're coming down the river, and I tell those guys, I said, now look, the river's going to get narrow, and it's going to get swift, and it's going to get rough right down here at the big rock. And I said, whatever we do, we don't want to go under the big rock sideways. Well, that bunch of Hebrews, they get scared, and they begin to move. And about this much of the boat was sticking out of the water. I'm telling, you, she is loaded down, <laughs> and we're floating down through there, and we get almost. By, here's that wall to the big rock. Boy, the water's swift. It's deep. It's narrow, and they get scared and disturbed and begin to move around the boat. And all of a sudden, the boat turns sideways. I knew what was getting ready to happen. I knew when we hit that rock sticking out of the water sideways, and they lean to one side. I don't have a. Real big education, but I had enough sense to know what was getting ready to happen. And it did. We hit that rock sideways, turned that boat over. I don't know how they got out. Ken's rivet couldn't swim a lick. And that last time I seen him at that time, he was hanging on to the end of the boat and about that much of the boat was sticking up out of the water. And he's hanging on to the end of it. I don't know how they got out of the river. We got that boat out of the river, got it loaded up, and I promised God I'd never do that again. Are, are y'all hearing me? Do, I'm, talking, I'm talking about why I can't lay down the cross. I, I can't lay it down because what's around me tonight. And, and those that are lost. And, and again, I said that to say this tonight. How can people just do any old way nothing ever happened? It might be you might want to check up and see who's your father. Right. I'm preaching good. Are you hearing me? I say I can't lay down the cross because what it did for me. I can't lay down the cross because what it left in me. I can't lay down the cross what's around me. But I don't say I can't lay down the cross tonight because what's behind me? You say what's behind you? A pit. Hey, are y'all hearing me? I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and brought me up out of a horrible pit. And boy, when I think about where I were and what I was and the condition I was in, praise God, hallelujah, I can't lay her down because what's behind me you say, what was you? I was a sinner going to hell. God, I, I preached the other week on how God dug Ruth of moab Study about Moab. That awful, awful relationship that Lot had with his daughter. Where the Moabites come from. And that's where Ruth come from. But God, God dug her out and brought her into Bethlehem. And I'll say, when I think about where I was, how the God dug me out of pit I was in, and the sin, I was and the mess I was in, I can't lay it down, because what's behind me, I'll never forget this, I'm about done, I'll never forget this. That night they ordained me as a preacher. I've been ordained twice. I got ordained as a deacon but that won't take the call of God off you. So you deacons now, if you're supposed to be preaching, that deacon ain't going to get it. <laughs> I, I did it to get the call off of me, but it didn't work. You feel, any, you, you feel anything? But, <laughs> he said, not yet, but listen. But I never will forget that night. Those men of God, they all of them are gone but one. And he may be gone because I ain't seen him in 25 years. I never forget that night they laid their hands on me and come by and whispered those things in my ear. I promised God that night in that altar that I would never quit, I would never compromise. And I made a vow to God that night. I said, dear God, if I ever bring shame and reproach on the gospel of Christ, you just kill me. Can I tell you something tonight? I can't lay down the cross simply because what's behind me tonight. Oh, hear me tonight. I, I remember that. And I want to say this to you tonight. You ought to remember where God found you. You see, you have being held tonight for, and for the grace of God. And, uh, you, hey, and by the way, some of you was in a mess also. He dug you out of a mess also. Hey, we can't lay it down because what's behind us. I'm done. We can't lay it down because what's in front of us. Isn't that good? the best is yet to come. I told that family to stand the graveyard a while ago. I said, I read the last part of the last story. I've read the end of the story. And at the end of the story, we win. (laughs) I know how it's going to turn out. Are y'all hearing me? And I'll say, I can't lay it down because what's ahead of me, when I think about the be my seat of Christ. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. When I think about the be seat, I can't lay it down. And I want to tell you, if you study the apostle Paul, Paul feared. You say Paul feared, he did. Number one, he feared sin. You better fear it. Number two, he feared self. You better fear it. Number three, he feared the shelf. You better fear it. And number four, he feared the seat, the judgment seat of Christ. And i will say this and I'm done. I can't lay it down because what's ahead of me. Then I want to say last of all, come to the piano. I want to say last of all, I can't lay it down. (laughs) I don't want to lay it down. I can't lay it down. Think about this. Because what it did for me, because what it left in me, because what's around me, because mm, what's behind me, because what's ahead of me, but I want to say real quick tonight, I can't lay it down because I don't want to. I just don't want to. I just don't. <laughs> Brother Joe, I just, I just don't want to. Paul said, God forbid, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. There will be no crown wearing in heaven where there's no cross bearing on earth. Are you listening to me? Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. When I think about Calvary and when I think about what he did, I'll promise you, if that don't get you up and make you want to go, you have a bad, bad, bad problem. God forbid that he would bear the cross for me and may not bear the cross for him. Now, again, me bearing the cross is not saving me. That's called service. And I'll tell you this, and I'm done. One of these days, we're going to trade your cross for a crown. Thank God reasons why I can't lay down the cross.